welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I love today's episode because we're chatting with Alea Harris from Flourish Marketing all about how to create a sales sequence strategy for wedding photographers. I'm super passionate about this topic and I loved having Alea on as our guest to really help explain the ins and outs and the little nuances about creating a successful um, sales sequence strategy. Say that three times fast. So Alea is a joy and I'm so happy she's here. A little bit about her, um, Alea shares why having an email list and creating a successful sales strategy will help you connect with your audience, earn their trust, and ultimately sell them. A little bit about her is that she is the founder and owner of Flour- Flourish Marketing, which is an ad agency dedicated to helping wedding, catering, and event professionals to reach their full potential through fresh, cutting-edge marketing strategies that get and keep a consistent stream of clients. And I know you guys are going to love her. So a few things to announce before we begin. Um, Throughout the entire month of September, I'm going to be part of two online free virtual summits. That's right. They're both 100% free. So the first summit is called the Honor Summit, and this is created for online creators. So this covers everything from marketing to creating content for Instagram, for YouTube, for Pinterest, um, how to create your online courses. I share about how to uh, create your podcast, and I'm honored to be asked to be a part of this. I'm also back and I'm super excited to be with 26 other wedding industry experts as part of the Book More Wedding Summit. I was um, part of it in the spring of 2020 and it was such a huge success, so powerful, so many wins from people in the Facebook group who really accelerated their wedding business from this one summit. I was blown away um, and thrilled and honored that uh, Heidi, who is also a guest and friend of the podcast um, from Evolve Your Wedding Business, uh, asked me to come back. So um, they're both linked in the bio. You can just swipe up to the show notes and click on each link and get your free seat um, to attend. You just have to watch it live on the day that it's scheduled. They'll have some replays and they both have options to purchase um, all the courses and get all the bonuses um, that all the uh, educators have provided um, for a small fee. So I know you guys are going to love it, but they're 100% free to attend. So swipe on up after you listen to today's episode and grab your free seats to learn. It's, it's going to be great. And you know, you guys know that I'm all about actionable items and tangible tips and they're both jam packed. Um, don't forget that we have an online shop. Uh, we have our latest online course, how to start a podcast. We've got a couple of e-guides and definitely a few freebies for you guys to download. So you can visit twithjanae.com and click on the shop button uh, to shop our, our links. And also when you're there, don't forget to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter and our super fun Facebook group. So I can't wait to see you guys in there. All right, let's get ready for today's show. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Bye, you guys. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have Alea on the line. Can you say hi to everyone? Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. It is so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited and I'm so pumped about what we're going to talk about. But before we get started, um, let's introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell them a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. Absolutely. So, hi, listeners. My name is Alea Harris, and I am the owner of Flourish Marketing, which is a marketing company that helps wedding, catering, and event professionals get and keep a consistent stream of clients. I am a former catering owner and chef, and I got into owning Flourish Marketing because I really wanted to reconnect with the wedding, catering, and events industry. I started off there. I, I, I have my undergraduate degree from the University of Southern California, and then I went into the corporate side of food, and now I'm back really dealing and, and getting the pleasure to work with people who help uh, celebrate the biggest milestones in other people's lives, and it's wonderful. I'm so happy that I get to do that on a daily basis. Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, so you were a chef? Yeah, I was a, a chef. I was a private chef. I went to culinary school for two years after I graduated from USC. Um, I went to uh, Le Cordon Bleu here in Pasadena. I'm in California, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I, I started a catering company. I worked as a private chef and I was super blessed because I was able to be a private chef for um, stars and icons in film and music. And it was, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful period of my, of my life where I felt like I was really believing in myself and could do anything. I love that. That's so inspiring. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you start? When did you start your own company? Like, when did you leave and decide like, this is what I want to do? So I had my catering and events company. And then at, at, when I I had my private chef company and then I got into working um, for uh, Google as a vendor partner. And so I was helping to build the Google food team's um, internal food program on a global level. I was on a global cross-functional team and that was amazing. I think it's still, besides the job I have now, one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. And then um, I kind of rose through the ranks with my parent company and became the head of marketing for North America. And wow. I was excited to be there. I loved my team. But then I realized, you know, one day I was like, this is great. But I, I got away from working with the people that I love to work with. So about two and a little more than two years ago, while I was still doing that, I started Flourish Marketing. So I was, I was, uh, just, it was my hustle and now it's my full-time gig, right? Um, and it was a definitely interesting transition because I could almost start to see my, my heart investment trickling over more and more to the other side until I was like, okay, yes, this is, this is the perfect time. And, and um, I'm here and I'm, and I'm just 
really loving it. Even with the pandemic, um, <laughs> being able to be my own boss and make the decisions that I know will impact the most people in a positive way is huge for me. Yeah. I love that. Oh gosh. You've, you've had an incredible journey. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a <laughs> lot going on over here. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about sales and sales sequences. And I'm very excited because this is such a, I love this topic and I, I'm gonna, I'm really excited to learn more about it. So can you walk us through what a sales sequence is? Sure. So when you're talking about a sales sequence, I want to back up for a second. So sales yeah. sequence means that we're talking about email marketing, which is one of my most favorite things to talk about. I have a course on it called Email Marketing Master Plan. It's a thing for me, right? So when we're talking about a sales sequence, or I like to call it a nurture sequence, what you would do is you would you would be nurturing the relationship with your ideal customer and then selling to them because you have to earn the right to sell before you can actually sell. If you come out of the gate and all you do is say, hi, um, I take pretty pictures, buy from me. <laughs> it's, it's not going to work, right? Right, Especially yeah. We are, we, are, we are valuable people. We have valuable skills. Well, you guys do. I, I'm still trying to figure out how to use my cell phone camera properly. But you guys <laughs> have valuable photography skills and you're not cheap. So when people are looking to make an investment in you, they have to understand more about you before they do that. And that's where a sales sequence comes in. So when you, when someone first joins your email list, um, they begin to walk through a series of three to five emails that nudge them to the sale. So in the beginning, they're strangers. You're a stranger, they're a stranger. And it's like people meeting for the first time in a coffee shop. No matter how cute you think that person is, if you walk up to them and you're like, you're the love of my life, marry me, you will get pepper sprayed, rightfully <laughs> so, Right. It's right. not, that's not how life works. And so people think that digital somehow is, is divorced from real life. And that's just not true. So when you're walking up to that person for the first time, digitally or physically, you might say, hey, my name is Alea. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hey, I see that you like that caramel macchiato flippity flap sweet ads, you know, sugar and wait to my hips drink. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Let's talk about that, right? You find some type of common ground and you introduce yourself. And that's what you do in the very beginning. So when someone is joining your sales sequence, most likely they're joining because they've downloaded a lead magnet, which is a free piece of information that you give away in exchange for someone's email address. That's what's called, when, they're, when they do that, that's what's called opting into your list. This is really important because no matter how good your sales sequence or your nurture sequence is, if people didn't opt into your list, they didn't decide that they wanted to talk to you at that coffee shop and you're actually kind of stalking them, they're going to unsubscribe, hopefully, um, or they might even report you because technically that can be considered illegal. So that's, that's just a word on that. Dropping after knowledge you, right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dropping the hammer. <laughs> after you say, hey, I'm going to give you this free piece of value. Now we're, we're meeting. You're on my list. And you introduce yourself and you find common ground. Then you start to use the 
content or the types of content that's inside your lead magnet and relate it to your service that you're offering. And you might also start to deal with objections. So I like to, in the second email, say, let's say that you're a photographer, obviously, and you start um, dealing with the objection of you are pricey, right? That's, that's always a great objection. People think that hiring a photographer is pricey. They're going to get their homie with their with their cell phone camera, which, as we know, is not a, a great idea. Or they're going to try to go for the, the newbie um, photographer um, who has no training or mentorship, and th that also still might be their, their homie with just a slightly nicer camera, right? right? And you're trying to say, well, no, this is I, – I really study photography, whether I'm just getting started or not. I, this is my profession and this is why you should work with me. So your next email might break down all of the, the top 10 reasons to hire a professional photographer and what that could mean if you do or if you don't. You're dealing with the objection of price. You're dealing with the objection of needing the professional versus amateur, right? Mm -hmm. And as you go through your next three emails, you deal with another objection that you might hear from clients often, or you think you might be hearing. Then in the very end, the last email that you write is a sales email. That sales email is a little bit longer, but none of these emails are particularly robust, right? We're talking about emails that are between 400 to 600 words. They could even be 200 short because people don't read nowadays, right? right. So when you are writing that sales email, you want to include things like testimonials and you want to break down what exactly did you sell and for how much and, and what value it adds to people's lives. And again, remind them of why you're credible. And you send all of those out through your email service provider and you send them out in an automated way, which means that you're not really, you write them once, you schedule them, and then you're done. And you're nurturing these relationships and asking for the sale in your sleep, which is the main reason why I am thoroughly excited about email marketing, because it's a way to, to help generate income more passively. Yeah, I love that. Gosh, that's such a great explanation. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, there's so many parts to it, but every little piece is getting you towards that sale, hopefully, you know, bringing you down and, and building the trust. I, I love the, the analogy of, you know, you wouldn't walk up to a stranger, and be like, Hey, let's get married. They'd be like, pepper spray. Right. <laughs> right. You like coffee. I like coffee. Yeah. Let's make it legal. Right. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> so, so now that we know what a sales sequence is, you know, maybe you can share like how we can start adding a sales sequence into our businesses. You know, it maybe is there anything in particular a photographer or a wedding vendor or someone who myself as a photographer slash coach should, should sort of think about? Absolutely. You need to, before you put pen to paper, there, there are several things you need to think about. But the most important thing is who are you talking to? So often we try to write to everyone. Well, who's your customer? Anybody who wants photos. Not a lie, not a lie, um, but it's also not as good as it could be. You need to determine your niche. It doesn't mean you have to be hyper niche down. Like I only take pictures for people named Samantha. Like you don't have to <laughs> go, go down quite that far, right? But you you can say, I take pictures 
for people in the, me, right, I'm in LA, in the Los Angeles area who have um, colorful and creative uh, weddings. I'm a wedding photographer. This is my niche. I love color. I love dealing with color and post. And I, this is where I want to be, right? And I also target um, the intimate wedding scene, which, spoiler alert, might be a good idea right now. <laughs> so you, you want to then dive into, okay, well, who are those people? What, how is their mentality different than the average bear? And how do I use the words that they use that resonate with them, right? So you, then that also helps clarify for you what type of objections you might be dealing with in your sales sequence, right? So if you're saying, I focus on colorful and creative weddings in the LA area that are intimate, small, right? Micro weddings then you're not going to say things like an objection won't be, I can make sure to get photos of all 500 of your guests. That doesn't make any sense. Instead, you're going to be addressing objections in your email series that are more along the lines of, yes, you actually do need a photographer for your micro wedding. Although it's small, it's still mighty and the fine details matter. And I'm going to take the pictures that will capture the emotions that are even more visible in a micro wedding because I can spend more time getting into the, the nuances of your, of your wedding because there's only 20 people there. There's only 10, there's only under 50, right? Mm -hmm. And I can make sure to capture the moments that you would never see at a big wedding. And you definitely would never see if you didn't hire a photographer or you hired someone who didn't know what they were doing, right? When you know who you're talking to, then the objection pointing out of, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not, a, not a word. When you point <laughs> out the, the objections, <laughs> you're able to be hyper-specific. But that also involves you needing to know who you are. I know we're getting a little like woo-woo and foofy here, right? But you really need to know the value that you add. You, why are you different from all of the other photographers around you? Okay, I often see photographers say, well, I have the latest, greatest camera. You know, I got this tech, that tech. Shoot. I could go buy that tech right now. I don't know what to do with it, but I could go buy that tech right now. And then all of a sudden your differentiator's gone. Your, your differentiation goes way beyond the camera you use and way beyond your editing time frame. It's in how you are behind the lens and the way that you are able to transmit emotion through the pictures you take. How do you do that differently than someone else? Once you're able to determine all of your points of differentiation, which yes, might include your camera, but that should not be the center of your story, then you're able to match, okay, I take pictures for this type of wedding and this is who I am. And what is that beautiful sweet spot in the middle that it's exactly who I am and what they need. And that's the core message I'm going to transmit through the entirety of my sales sequence. And you use that core message to guide you as your main point of differentiation of why people will buy from you. And you really lay into that at the end in your sales sequence. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a, that's a great tips that people are <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, I have to figure all that out. But hopefully people kind of know, kind of know that already. You know, I think a lot of um, our guests that we've had on the show and even my mentors and people I've worked with, those are like the key. And even when I work with my own mentees, it's like, who are you? Who's your client? Who are you talking to? So hopefully they already kind of know that stuff and they can just, you know, pick from there, which would be great. Yeah. Hopefully. 
Yeah, hopefully. If not, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share, you know, maybe five things that we need to have to, to get started? Absolutely. So besides all of that knowledge of who you are and your customer, you are going to need a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is, like I said, something that you give away for free in exchange for an email address. Email address and content are the currency of, uh, of email marketing. You're going to exchange content for your email address. So the content needs to be valuable. We're not talking about you know, you download one social media square. It, it, it's not, it's not like that. Maybe you're giving away 10 free stock images, right? That's something of value. And they have rights where they can use them wherever they want to without credit or whatever it is, right? That's something of value that people would download, especially if they like your style. What I would do, I see a lot of people give away the stock image. So you will download it and you'll get the stock images and, and that's it. It's like you download a Dropbox. I would, yes, have the Dropbox in there where you can download the images, but I would also include uh, a one-sheeter, which would be a couple of pages of how do you use the images, uh, who are you, what is your photo style, how do they contact you. It's like a little mini sales letter or pamphlet inside with those stock images. Um, because you want to make sure to have that touch point as many times as possible when you're um, first encountering someone new to you and you're new to them. Then after they download that, you need some place for all of those things to be housed, right? Which is called your email service provider. You can, you can depending on your email service provider, and when I say that I'm talking about things like ConvertKit and Flowdesk, ConvertKit is my um, email service provider of choice. Flowdesk is probably better for photographers because it is more visual yeah, um, and it I allows. Use. Yeah, exactly. And that's what <laughs> you have as a, as a visual layout. You can do that a lot, a lot easier in Flowdesk. Um, when you have once, and then I guess if people don't know what either one of those are, the things we're talking about that are more, I guess, famous are like MailChimp and Constant Contact. Those are the, the older ones. I don't recommend those as much because they have lower deliverability rates. Um, and I would lean more towards Flowdesk for photographers. Anywho, so you need to get one of those so that when you are able to gather the email addresses, you have somewhere to put them in, then you have a way of delivering your lead magnet immediately. Inside of your email service provider is where you can build landing pages. And the landing page is critical. A lot of people say, well, I'm just going to click the button and I'm out in the ad or wherever I'm promoting my lead magnet. When they click the button, they'll go to the homepage of my website. And that's not actually going to work very well for you for a couple of reasons. One, the homepage of your website is too, has too much going on. So people get distracted when they land on your website and they're like, oh, what other bright and shiny thing can I look at? And then they end up leaving your site without ever giving you their email address, which is your first goal. They don't know it, but that is the very first step of their buying process is giving you their email address. And if they leave just saying, oh, what pretty pictures, then you haven't done your job, which is why you get a landing page because a landing page is super simple. It just has, what is the offer? Um, a little bit more about it, a place for them to put their name and a place for them to put their email address and that's it. And then they immediately are delivered their lead magnet. Mm -hmm. So you need your 
email service provider, you need your lead magnet, you need your landing page, then you also need your sales sequence, right? Mm -hmm. And then the, the fifth thing that I would recommend is producing some type of weekly content and emailing it out to your list to keep them warm and engaged. Yeah, I love that. Those are great. I mean, so like, let's talk about the weekly content. Do you, because I'm always at the, the mindset of like, I don't want to bother people too much. But, <laughs> so I do like monthly, but why do you, why do you like weekly? I like weekly because people don't have that long of an attention span. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 61% of people say that they actually enjoy getting promotional emails weekly, promotional emails or regular emails from people that they've opted in to receive emails from. When you send regularly every week, you send Wednesday at 8 a.m. They got an e- they'll get an email from you. What that does is it one keeps you top of mind. Two, it also allows them to see that you're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. One of the main components of trust is consistency. And people, like I said, aren't able to remember really. Like an email to you is a big deal. To them, it's another email, and they're not able to remember. Oh yeah, I guess I heard from her last month. I mean, I guess. Right. But when you're sending it weekly, every Wednesday at eight. Then they said, oh, no, there she goes again. That's that email. Whether they open it or not, actually, then they will see that you're consistent. And especially right now, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. People are scared to make purchases. People are scared to spend money. People are scared in general. There's a lot going on in the world between you know, social and political unrest and you know, COVID-19. There's so much happening. And we're about to have an election. Yes. People are living as I like to say functioning fearaholics. So if you can do anything to show that you are trustworthy in that sea of fear, you will stand out and that actually can become one of your points of differentiation. That's one of the main reasons I recommend showing up weekly is for for building for building trust. Yeah, gosh, that really is making me think right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, going, I'm like, okay, but is it hard to come up with content like weekly, or can it be G? Can it just be like a little tip here and there? Like, does it have to be a full blown thing, or can it be just a tip? It. It can be a little tip here and there. So, like for you, for example, you have this podcast that let's say it launches the first week of a month. That entire month, your tips could be pulled out of this podcast. You can say, well, this month we're focusing on email marketing and this week we're, you know, Alea said, here are the top five things that you need to do. Plus, oh, by the way, did you see that I was featured in this article? And oh, by the way, did you know that this was open for you to purchase? Right? Right. So they, it don't, they don't need to be long. Um, they, they can be really quick, but just valuable. They can't be spam. You can't always be promoting please don't. I only send out promo emails unless I'm in launch. I only send out promo emails once, I'm sorry, twice a month. So Mm -hmm. you'll get a promo email from me twice a month, but it still includes valuable information. So it's not just buy, buy, buy. Always think of serving first and then selling. Um, That's what I would that's what I would recommend. <laughs> I, love, I love that. No, that's super helpful. That's great. So I know we mentioned Flowdesk, and I'll put a link in the notes so you guys, if you're interested there, um, it's uh, I have a code with them, like a link, a referral link, so you get $19 forever, and it's um, no cap on subscribers, which is great. That's why I've moved from MailChimp, which you said before, and the deliverability is awesome. So yeah, they definitely... that's the main reason to switch because yeah. MailChimp 
campaign content content have such low deliverability rates. What that means for, for the folks is you just you can have my exact right email address, my name, everything's perfect, my inbox is good, and you send it to me and it doesn't go through. Right. Uh, or it gets caught in my spam. And that's what we mean by deliverability. It doesn't get delivered even when everything is correct. And MailChimp and Constant Contact have that problem much more than Flowdesk or ConvertKit. So are there any special apps or tracking software that you Not really. When you get your email service provider, it should have most of what you need in the beginning. I don't want to get into like special link tracking and UTM codes. It's just not necessary when you're first getting started. When you're first getting started, you want to be monitoring things inside of your email service provider like Flowdesk about like open rates and click-through rates and then you see who's opening your emails and are they working and are they not and then you tweak your content to match your metrics and don't just tweak it on one email I sent this one email not as many people opened it and then another email everybody opened it um then I'm never talking about that topic ever again (laughs) no you want (laughs) to see you want to see it like over time and then you also can use it to play with the time of day and say well maybe my audience just doesn't respond to emails on the weekends. Like I know that if I somehow get behind in my, my, my schedule, which uh, has happened in the past that I try to avoid, I can't send an email on a Friday. No one will open it. However, if I send an email on a Sunday afternoon, people open it or Wednesday um, at like 10 people open those. So you kind of use that trial by trial and error and every audience is slightly different. So you can't really say, okay, well, Leia said send my email Sunday afternoon. I'm going to do that because that might not work for your audience. Um, When you're starting, I also want to say that it's okay not to have a list of 5,000 people, right? It Mm -hmm. is more than okay. In fact, your list size does not determine the value of your list. The value of your list is determined by the conversion of the people from your list to your bank account, right? Your conversion rate is determines the value of your list. And before that happens, before you are able to have any conversions, it's the open rates and the click-through rates. You wanna shoot for open rates of your emails anywhere between 20 to 30% is a good solid open rate. Click-through rates, don't be alarmed. People don't click. (laughs) <laughs> as much as you want them to, right? You're going to shoot for good click-through rates, start depending, start probably around 5% and go up to maybe like 20, maybe on the high end, right? So don't be alarmed if you have a click-through rate of 9%, you're actually doing fairly good, right? Oh, okay. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are there and, any things that people, uh, you know, should avoid in a sales sequence? In a sales sequence, you want to avoid selling too early. You also want to avoid not nudging. Nudging involves asking for micro conversions along the way. So you might ask for, okay, here's my email address. And I'm sorry, here's my my email address. They have your email address. Here's my Instagram handle. Um, Follow me on Instagram. The best place to put those little nudges is in the PS section at the bottom of your email. That is your PS section, your um, email signature are the most read pieces of your email. People read the top, they might scan through something in the middle and they read the bottom. 
mm-hmm. because they're wanting to to see what the main point is. So your PS section is actually quite valuable, and so are the links that you put in your email signature. Awesome. Oh, that's great to know. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say people are listening and they're like feeling a little like, okay, maybe I, I need more help. Do you, do you offer more help on this? Yeah. Well, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said in the very beginning, I have what's called an email marketing master plan course where over five weeks I take you through step by step on how to launch and grow a revenue driving email list. This is an email list that will help you look in your inbox and say, oh, someone wants to book time with me. Oh, someone already booked it on my calendar. Oh, wow, that happened. And I didn't even, I don't even know who this person is. Let me go look in my email and see what they've interacted with, with me. That it's an email list that will have you not chasing down warm leads and not worrying about where your next lead is coming from for your next gig. So the email marketing master plan, you can go purchase it at www.flourishmarketing.co slash E-M-M-P. And it's .co, not .com. So flourishmarketing.co slash E-M-M-P, email marketing master plan. And then you can, you can go ahead and sign up and dive in. And you, by the end, will not only have your email marketing master plan, but you will do the work and have your email list up and running. And it will be profitable and you'll set it up the right way without having to figure out, oh, did I do that right? Which I hate. I'm always like, ah, oh, this looks good to me, but that doesn't really mean much because I'm really new to this. You won't have to worry about that. We'll, we'll get you set up and set up in the right way. Oh, I love that. And I'll put that link in the show notes so people can just click on it and get uh, hope more information. Hopefully start working with you. That'd be great. That would be great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is so amazing. So many good tidbits and a lot of great advice. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Let's tell everybody a little bit, um, all your list. I know we just talked about the course, but where they can find you online, your Instagram and any other place that you are. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Alea Harris, A-L-E-Y-A-H-A-R-R-I-S. You can also find me on Instagram um, at flourishmarketing.co. That's me and my team. And you can also, if you're interested in social media in particular, you can find me at the social media pantry. You can find my website, www.flourishmarketing.co. Also, there is the socialmediapantry.com. And all of that translates right on over to Facebook. So you can find me there too. If you're interested in joining a community of, of folks that are all talking about how do we do marketing in the wedding, catering, and events industry, I also have a pretty awesome Facebook group. That's Catering and Event Pros Marketing and Media. If you're on my website, you can uh, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and there's a link to join us there. Um, and every month we have a different expert that comes and pops on in in our Entrepreneur Essential Series so you can get all kinds of additional information that's not just marketing. We've had people talk about maximizing your catering profits and transforming your ideas into reality. And then next up, we have um, Christy Osborne that's talking about um, Facebook ads and analytics success for event pros. So there's all kinds of stuff that you can dive in to talk about inside of the group. Oh, that's awesome. Is it free to join? It is free to join. I know oh, that's my publicist told me I should make that a paid option, but uh, 
at this point in time, I'm just giving stuff away. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Everybody should join. And Christy was on our, she was on our show too. She was awesome. She is amazing. We do a lot of work together and, you know, we're just friends and I think that she's awesome. So definitely oh. worth, worth even just popping in the group to hear her session. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh gosh. Alea, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't either. Be sure to hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the episode. We will. Thank you so much. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here and listening to today's show. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice. We love you guys. Be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your, um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together. Bye. Thank you.